0: Season two of Project Distinct, the podcast that shows you how to make your efforts stand out so you can move up. Discover what it takes to grow your business and yourself with best-selling author and member of the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame and the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame, Scott McCain.
1: And it's time for another edition of Project Distinct. Hi, it's Scott McCain coming to you today from Australia. I'm in Hunter Valley, which uh, it's about a. Two and a half, three-hour drive outside of Sydney, and it's the wine country of Australia. I'm here to speak to a uh, global customer experience conference, and that's coming up. Got in a little bit early, getting ready to tour a winery and have a great time, but I'm really glad that you're here today with me on Project Distinct, brought to you, as always, by distinctionnation.com. One of the challenges for any business anywhere in the world, one of the primary challenges for any professional anywhere in the world, is to take what you're already doing, and make it stand out at a hyper-competitive time. You can find free resources to help you do exactly that at distinctionnation.com. Join the nation. It's absolutely free to receive a workbook and eBooks and an audio program on creating distinction. Distinctionnation.com. Well, I've been thinking a lot about sales training here recently, about the sales training that I received when I got into sales, about some of the sales training that I've actually done for organizations over the years, And thinking about in terms of how sales is changing dramatically, it got me thinking about what kind of sales training do we really need? And I stumbled across this blog post. It's by Mary Ann Davis, and she says she's also known as the Sales Messenger. You can find this blog post on Peak Performance Solutions, WordPress.com. But it's the Peak Performance Solutions blog. And Mary Ann Davis asked the question, what training do sales reps really need? And it really dovetailed with what I was thinking about in terms of what do we need to be doing when when sales is changing so rapidly? Uh, So uh, Marianne Davis is performing this sales training conference, and here are some of the comments that she got from sales representatives just in the past week. Listen, these these are incredible. My sales manager told me I just need to make more calls. Here's another My sales manager takes 50% of my commission to come on a sales call with me and doesn't even close deals I know I could. Here's another one. My company offers product training, but I can't seem to get them to do any sales training. Gosh, I've heard all of those in my experience as well. Just make more calls and you'll make more sales. I don't know that that's true in today's world. And if you make more calls and turn off prospects, it's one of the things I write about in the book Iconic, is that we said, you know, make more calls, you'll make more sales, send out more stuff, you'll get more responses. But in medicine, we know, for example, that we have to look for unintended consequences. Uh, the example that I use in the book is, let's say you've developed this drug that cures the flu, and you give it to 100 people, and 25 of those uh, are cured from the flu. You have 100 people that have a flu, 25 are cured. Boy, what a great start. You're really on to something. We've never had anything that cured flu before. And so you think you've got a great drug until you realize that 20 people also died of a heart attack because of the drug. Now, would you keep giving the flu drug even though you're killing people with heart attacks? Obviously not. But yet in sales, what we do is if we make more calls, we'll get more sales and we look at it just from the ratio of outbound to inbound without thinking about how many people absolutely shut us down and never give us another opportunity to talk to them, to contact them, simply because they're so turned off. But the fact that we're so aggressive, you know, we're we're asking them to marry us before we've even dated them. We're going for the clothes right away. And then we ask. How do we get past this? Well, one of the ways is through education and training, of course, which leads us back to this blog where Marianne Davis says, I have a passion for sales and training for 30 plus years. I was fortunate to receive incredible sales training and sales coaching. She says here that her organization did a survey of a large sales group and it showed that 53% of the sales force had not been to any type of sales training in over five years. She relates it to not sending your professional sports players to training camp before the season. A small investment of time and money will yield more sales, a confident attitude, and improve customer relations. You want all of that, right? Well, of course. So, what about actual sales reps? A a pre-training study that they did at Peak Performance Solutions of 79 salespeople to see if their needs matched the training plan found that the salesperson's highest desires we to learn how to build and maintain customer relationships, manage objections and concerns, prospecting, understanding customer needs, asking questions, following a sales process, and understanding customer personality types. Interestingly enough, I didn't see closing on that list at all. Did you? A fourth of respondents also included, I need to learn how to better communicate value, how to manage my time, how to make better presentations, and meeting management. It's fascinating to me that we put so much time and effort on closing in our conversations with sales professionals and in sales training when the world is changing from transaction to subscription. In other words, what we want to do is to build a relationship that that the customer will subscribe to over an extended period of time and not just close the one sale and bail. That's one of the challenges we have to confront. What's our approach? Uh, Are we building relationships or are we just making more calls where we might be turning off some prospects to the point they'll never talk to us again? How are we approaching this and what is your attitude about it? I'll have a thought about what distinctive sales professionals do right after this reminder. If you want to attain the highest level of distinction, that's becoming iconic. And that's what my new book's about. It's called Iconic, How Organizations and Leaders Attain, Sustain, and Regain the Ultimate Level of Distinction. If you'd like to learn more about the book, named by Forbes.com as one of the 10 best business books of the year, just go to IconicBusinessBook.com. I don't think it's any shock to say that sales have changed. As I mentioned earlier, we've gone from a transaction model to a subscription model, and we're moving there very, very rapidly. We're moving from us, the sales professional, having all the information to customers having more information sometimes than we have. Customers have access to more information than they need to know, (laughs) than they want to know in many cases. What we have to understand is, while information is everywhere, wisdom is in short supply. And what we need to do as sales professionals is to change our perspective, to change our thinking, because distinctive sales professionals build relationships by delivering wisdom that sets them apart to their customers and prospects. We'll talk more about how you do that specifically on a future episode of Project Distinct. For today, thanks so much for listening. It's great to be here in Australia, and I look forward to talking to you from here in Australia tomorrow, right here on Project Distinct.
0: And make sure to subscribe to Project Distinct on your favorite podcast app. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of Project Distinct.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.